you know, today uh, um, I'm, I'm going to continue on the book of Joshua. And uh, this is the second last uh, uh, weekend on the book of Joshua. And I entitled my sermon today, Drive Them Out. Drive Them Out. Okay, we're going to wake up today. So say it with me, drive them out. Amen. All right, we're going to find out how do we drive, who is them, and where do they go, which is obviously out, right? Uh, but this weekend, I'm actually covering Joshua chapter 11 to Joshua chapter 20. So we're go- <laughs> that's 10 chapters. We're not going to read all 10 chapters, but because there's so, many, so much to cover, tomorrow I'm actually going to preach another sermon based on the same uh, uh, 10 chapters as well. So today will be kind of like a broad overview of the 10 chapters. And then tomorrow, I want to zoom in on a particular story uh, uh, of the life of the hero of Caleb. I think we've always studied Joshua, but we hardly ever study who this Caleb is, right? So that's tomorrow. But today, and before I start, I want to just remind everybody, because I know it's Chinese New Year. I know we're thinking of pineapple tarts. Okay, maybe not you, but definitely me, right? So I thought, as a, before I start, this is actually the, the sum... Uh, um, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, the summary of the book of Joshua. So Joshua, according to me, uh, can be divided into five big pieces, so to speak, okay? So the first chapter is the first C, is the command chapter, where you will see God commanding Joshua to do uh, uh, many, many, many things. God says, do this, do this, do this. But if everybody remember the book of Joshua for one thing, it will be the commandment that God gave him, which is be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Be strong and courageous. And of course, the other command that is lesser known, but I I believe equally important, which is this. Do not turn to the left or to the right. Follow the book of the law that I gave you and follow me wholeheartedly. All right? Be strong and courageous and follow me wholeheartedly. So that's the command. So that's, so before we start the whole book, we must always see what does the, what does, what's the God's vision for the book of Joshua? And this, and this is it. So before we even start our lives, what is the God vision for your life? What is the God vision and what God has impressed upon you? That's number one. Number two, then we've got chapter two to five where we've got the consecration. So before they go into conquest, before they go into the battles, so we all know the book of Joshua for the, for the battles, right? They, you, we must always consecrate our lives, right? So you hear the circumcision, you hear the altar building, you will hear uh, 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 the three-day consecration, the washing, uh, the praying, the, the meditation on the book of the law. So that is the consecration. Now, before I even move on, I just want to encourage all of us here. You know, before we, we go back into work uh, uh, wholeheartedly, because we're still, I believe, well, in Chinese New Year mode, right? Please, there always takes some time to consecrate your life before God and you go into the workplace, even more so with the COVID cases. Just take 10 minutes as you wake up in the morning. You know, I wake up very early now. Thank you. Thank you to my two sons uh, at 6 or 6.30. I'm not an early bird, so I, I, I think God is really uh, is still challenging me here. But uh, when I do wake up, what I do appreciate in this uh, season of young fatherhood is, is I do actually find myself having 5 to 10 minutes. I'll ask my son, uh, uh, sorry, you can't go play yet. Uh, can you just uh, stay in the room with me for some quiet time? All right. He doesn't understand the quiet time, but to me, it is just me telling God, God, please help me for today. I know I consecrate, I pray for my family, cover us with the blood, uh, blah, blah, blah. In Jesus' name, amen. And then my son says, amen, amen. Okay, then he goes out and play. Uh, so, so consecration, that is what it means to him. So consecration. Then we go into conquest. So then you go into the workplace. Then we go into the church. Then you go into serving. And then you go in and do what you do. And here we have the battle 
Battle of Jericho, the Battle of Ai, the Battle of uh, the, the Southern Campaign, the Northern Campaign, the sun stood still, right? Okay. Um, and here is where we land uh, today. So I'm covering a huge chunk, which is the community, where after you have won the battles, God says, now you go and settle in the land. So you don't conquer the land for the sake of conquering, right? God didn't ask you to win battles for the sake of winning battles, uh, to be known in history as a great general. God, actually, there's a bigger and higher purpose to the victories that God gives you, that is to settle the land and to bring the land from idols to Yahweh, from uh, 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 idols to God, all right? So that's where I'm going to cover. And then next week, we're going to cover about the renewing of the covenant. And God reminds all of us uh, uh, one very important Joshua 14, uh, 24, uh, uh, which is, as for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. Amen. You're a great church. Uh, you know that verse. Uh, so, but stay tuned next week. So just because you know it doesn't mean you, you, you don't have to come hear it. It's going to be an awesome uh, sermon, I believe. So today, I want to, as I... Believe me when I say I've read these 10 chapters for a lot and go back and read these 10 chapters. And I want to say for those young parents uh, in the house uh, uh, or online, most likely, if you are struggling to find a name for your baby boy or baby girl, why don't you read chapter 12 all the way to chapter 20? You will find, I have lost count. I stopped counting at 80. There's 80 to 90 different names in those books, all right? But be wise because some of the names belong to the enemy, but some of the names belong to the children of Israel, all right? So pick your names wisely. So there we go. Parenting tip for you, um, all right? So I'm going to go into the first uh, 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 verse, which is actually Joshua chapter 12. This, do we have it on screen? Excellent. I'm going to read this for you, and I actually summed it up because it's really long, and I can't read 10 chapters, all right? So chapter 11 is a northern conquest and the northern campaign where Joshua and Caleb went to the north, and the main enemy there is the king of Hazor, and he won that battle. So that's the summary for you. And then we land in Joshua 12. Joshua 12 is the summary of the whole conquest of, of the battle of, of, of Joshua and Caleb, and here it is. These are the kings of the land that Joshua and the Israelites conquered. The king of, I'm going to read it, so bear with me, Jericho, Ai, Jerusalem, Hebron, Jamuth, Lachish, Eglon, Gezer, Debir, um, Geder, Hormah, Arad, Libna, Adulam, Machenda, Bethel, Tapua, Hefer, Ephek, Esharon, Madon, Hazor, Him, Shimon, Mer, Merhon. I'm going to take a breath. Ask, ask, Fath, Tanakh, Megiddo, Kadesh, Jochanim, Dor, Goyim, in Gilgal, and Tirzah. All right? Um, these are the names to not name your baby boys. All right? So these 31 names do not name your baby boys. But the more important thing is verse 12. 31 kings in all. I want you to imagine how many of us have conquered 31 kings in our lifetime. I want to just remind you, the, even the nation of America for the last how many decades and how many wars that they have engaged in, they probably won how many wars? And I, I'm here, it's not a political talk, okay? But they, I, well, America hardly win wars, but here we have just Joshua and a, a small band of Israelites. They conquered 31 kings and all. But that's not the point. The point is they were successful. Yes, the point is they were victorious. Yes, the stories of their conquest was amazing and there's none like it since the book of Joshua until the time of Jesus. But here, the next chapter is what intrigued me and what God really spoke and say, tell the church this today, which is this, Joshua chapter 11, 
when Joshua was waging war against the king of Hazor in the northern campaign, and this is the last of his campaign before he settled in the land, he says this, So Joshua took this entire land, the entire land, the promised land, the hill country, a.k.a. the mountains, all the Negev, the whole region of Goshen, the western foothills, the Arabah, and the mountains of Israel and their foothills, from Mount Halak, which rises towards Sher to Baal Gad, blah, blah, blah. He captured all their kings and struck them down, putting them to death. He conquered it all. Next slide, verse 18. Joshua waged war against all these kings for a long time. That is verse 18. And when I read this, I'm going to say it again, and we'll wait for it to come up on screen. Joshua waged war against all, how many kings? 31 kings. How long? For a long time. You know, as I was reading this 10 chapters again and again, this portion, this sentence, this word stood out for me like a sore thumb. Joshua waged war for a long time. I want to speak to a group, and I don't know if you fall in this group. How many of us have prayed for the salvation of our loved ones for a long time? How many of us have been battling addictions for a long time? You know, as I was praying again and again, I said, God, give me a, a, another special word and you know, it's, th it's this word that really struck my heart again and again over the last five, six days, the word addictions. And it says, tell my church, have you been battling addictions for a long time? What addictions? It could be online addictions. It could be substance addictions. It could be shoppy addictions. I don't know if that's an addiction and if that's a real thing. Whatever the addictions, have you been waging war against your addictions? Or have you been praying, waging war, interceding for your loved one's addictions for a very long time? And one more thing. In the season of COVID, I bet all of us are feeling that we've been waging war against COVID for a very long time. And in this season, it seems like COVID is coming back with a vengeance. And I just read a report yesterday that in some, in some country, in some lab in that country, they discovered three other variants and strains that have yet hit them, the, the, the population of the world. They were battling COVID for a very long time. Today, if you are in that category and you are tired and you are feeling a little bit hopeless, and you are telling yourself, I've come to church, God, again and again. I've watched two sermons. I even go to other churches. I go to all the online churches. I go to all our prayer altars for a, such a long time, but I'm still not winning the war. What is going on with my faith? Is there something wrong with me? And today, I want to give you the answer. The answer is found in the promise of God before Joshua stepped into the promised land. It is actually found in the book of Exodus when God gave Moses, the father of bringing the Israelites back. And when God gave Moses that promise, the promise is actually this. 
Exodus 23, 29 to 30. I will not drive them out in a single year. Okay, but why? Because the land would become desolate and the wild animals too numerous for you. Little by little, I will drive them out before you until you have increased enough to take possession of the land. I'm going to say it again. Little by little, step by step, Lanka demi Lanka, I will drive them out before you until you have increased enough to take possession of the land. My first point is this, little by little. I don't want you to go out from this service discouraged. If you fall in that category and you feel like, God, this is my last day where I feel like I'm on the verge of giving up hope. I feel like I'm on the verge of saying, God, I'm not too sure why I even come to church anymore. I'm not too sure why I even read my Bible anymore. If you are on that verge and you're asking, God, I've been praying for so long and COVID is 20,000 cases in Malaysia officially. I, I, I don't understand. And God wants to give you a word this morning. Little by little, he will drive them out. Little by little, he will get rid of your addictions. Little by little, he will give you faith upon faith to counter the fear of COVID. Little by little. But why, God? Why can't you just drive them out? Why can't I be one of those guys with awesome testimonies, right? I come to one Sunday service, I raise my hand, and then Pastor Joel pray for me, and then I've got a healing immediately in my body, and then I come out of the service, a new man, and I go and do my own thing. Why can't I have that kind of testimonies? And God is saying, you can. I am the God of miracles. I am the God who raised dead bodies. I am the God who slayed giants, but I am also a God who brings you little by little. Now, why little by little is the most important reason here. And God really spoke to me because I'm going through a lot of things in my life. I'm going through a lot of questions. I'm still asking God for a lot of questions in my life. And God spoke to me and says, God, and Isaac, little by little, step by step. You know, I was, was it two to three years ago in SIBKL, we had Oh, at least Pastor Chu spoke. He said, Lanka Demi Lanka, right? Three years ago. Lanka Demi Lanka is something that God spoke to us in SIBKL, step by step. Ooh, baby. Okay, new kids on the block. If you know that song, you know that song. All right, step by step, right? Lanka Demi Lanka, little by little. Why? Because God said in His Word Himself, I will make you increase enough. I'm going to give you enough so that when you drive out your giants, when you drive out your addictions, you would have enough stature, you would have enough foundations, you would have enough of God within you to sustain that victory. Now that is more important to God rather than giving you one victory and then you fall back. Giving you one victory and you fall back. Now, we're going to study the book of Judges later on and that is exactly what happened to the children of Israel. They give you one victory and then they, they fall back another 30 years down. God give you another victory and then they fall backwards another 30 years and God says, I don't want that for you. I want you to increase in your faith to a point where you win the victory and you stand your ground. You win another victory and you stand your ground and you continue to fight and fight and fight until the final victory where you see Jesus again. You know, if you are battling with an addiction, if you know a loved one who is battling with an addiction, you know, I was just praying for somebody who was battling with uh, substance abuse. And he says, you know, I've been battling this for three, four years. I haven't come into church. I can't seem to kick my habit. And he says, Maybe the fifth year you will. 
but God is building your faith. Just like in the New Testament, when you drive out one demon, if there's nothing to replace, if there's nothing to come into that hollow spiritual vacuum, seven more will come back. And God is saying, church, S-I-B-K-L, don't be discouraged. Don't give up hope. Now, when COVID is coming with a vengeance, the 20,000, it may go up to 25, it may go up to 30,000. Can I say to you, do not look at the numbers and go, oh my goodness, my enemy is strong. My enemy is coming up against me. My enemy is going, you know, the enemy is not COVID. Let me tell you who the enemy is. It is the spirit of fear that will really grip you. And that spirit of fear will, will, will decrease hate every single action that you make. And because I fear, I do this. Because I fear, I do this. And God is saying, no, 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 no. I think I still need my church to learn what it means to stand in faith one more year. You have one more year this year. You know, we've this the season of Lent is coming up. The season of Easter is coming up. Come and join us in our altars at night and, and build that faith. Don't say, oh, I, I take nothing from the altar. Online altar is not as good as the on-site altar. Our spirituality does not, is not determined by the modality of the platform. Can I just repeat that? Our spirituality does not, is not determined by the mode of our platform. Whether it's online or whether it's on-site or whether you come and meet in a small groups, our spirituality de is determined by our determination to connect with God. Whether it's over Zoom or whether it's over YouTube or whether you come physically, of course, I, I, I would love it to come physically. I, I love it so much. But when you connect with God, you connect with God wherever you are, in your living room, sitting on your bed, sitting in your toilet. Amen, church? Little by little. Can everybody say little by little? Little by little. Little by little. Step by step. So whoever I'm speaking to today, I want to encourage you. Don't be discouraged. Take one step forward, little by little. Every day you win a small battle. Every day you win a small battle. Which leads me to my next point. But... I can't do it. I don't have the strength to do it. I don't have the strength to press on. I don't have the strength to continue on. And then God says, turn to Joshua chapter 17. It says this, Joshua 17. Now, this is when the Israelites were already settling in the land. They have already conquered 31 kings. They have wiped them out and their clans from the face of the earth. They are here to settle in the land. Now, this is the attitude of the Israelites when they settle. Yet the Manasites, the Manasites is a tribe in Israel, were not able to occupy these towns for the Canaanites were determined to live in that region. Now, this is another verse that stood out to me. The Canaanites were determined to live in that region. You know, I've always asked myself, you know, if Joshua conquered Jericho, Joshua conquered Ai, Joshua conquered Gilgal, Joshua conquered the south, Joshua conquered the north, why is it in the book of Judges and then the book of Samuel and so on and so forth that the Israelites still need to fight the Philistines? The Israelites still need to fight the Canaanites. And just, just FYI, spoiler alert, they, they're losing, all right? They're losing until the time of King David, right? And then, of course, it's the height of the Israelite empire. But why? And then God says, this is why. Because the Canaanites were determined to live in that region. I'm going to tell you straightforward. Your addictions are determined to take a hold of your life. Your fear is determined to take hold of your life. Your hopelessness you know, there's always this hopelessness in COVID. You know, I was just thinking to myself, 
you know, every year, you know, when we cast vision, every year in, in the beginning of the year, we're always so excited. Yes, this is the year God has for me. This is the year that God is going to increase. This is the year that God is going to come through. This is the year of my breakthrough. And every January 1st, right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. God is going to be wonderful. I'm going to go strong in the Lord. But I have a strange feeling that in 2021, 2022, how did you feel about the new year? Was it the same as, as before in 2017, 2018? Or did you feel like, oh, I started the new year thinking that COVID cases may rise and I may have another lockdown. I started this year thinking to myself, I don't know when my business is going to flourish. I started this year going, I'm not too sure, you know, whether church is going to open or not going to open, and then I don't know how strong will my faith be. I want my cell to be on site, but then now it's still online and I'm, I'm so confused. Don't you think? You know why? Because the spirit that comes up against you, the spirit that comes up against your faith is determined that you will not have hope for your future. This spirit is determined to keep you where you are. This spirit is determined that you languish in your faith. This spirit is determined that you do nothing about your faith. This spirit is determined that all you see in the land is problems, giants, valleys, anarchites. All you see is chariots, horses up against you, and all you don't see is Jesus. You don't see promise. You don't see vision. You don't see future. You don't see hope. And all you see is all these things. You know, the first thing that Joshua saw when he, before he conquered Jericho is one very big, strong word. God says, see that I have given you Jericho. See that I have given you the victory. Isaiah 43. See that I am doing a new thing. See that I have given you your inheritance. We need to see, and we need to not see what the enemy wants us to see because the enemy is very determined to take a hold of your life, grip you, and not let go. And that is why when we go into the book of Judges, and later on, if we ever do study the first of Samuel or Chronicles, we're still fighting the Canaanites. We're still fighting the Philistines because God says you have not grown enough in your faith to drive them out and stand your ground and then drive them out and stand your ground. You drive them out and then you take, take a chill pill and then you relax and you do nothing and you go, okay, fine, one battle is won. Thank you, Jesus. Now I go back to my life and then the enemy takes over and then you go, okay, God, I need another miracle. I need another victory. I need another battle won. And that is literally, I summed up the book of Judges for us. So God is saying, yet the Canaanites were determined to live in that region. Are you determined to go to the next level? Are you determined to move forward with your faith? And I've, I've, got, I've got a point to make. This is not it. But I, I feel like I should tell you a story about my life to anchor this, okay? I, I wasn't sure if I should say it because I have not finished the story. I don't have an ending to the story. But I thought I, should, I, would, I would just share um, how this portion just spoke to me. You know, in the beginning of the year, we had our 21 days fast and pray, right? Um, so, of course, I was like, yes, I was excited. Let's do our 21 days fast and pray. And you know, the first thing, let me tell you, honestly, the first thing that came to my mind is, does the 21st day coincide with the first day of Chinese New Year? Because then I got to like, you got to prepare myself. Like, I can't eat on my first day of Chinese New Year. I got to tell my family I can't eat. Why am I not eating? Because I'm fasting. So I'm like, okay, it didn't. I'm like, okay, hallelujah, praise God. So I'm, I was determined to do my fast well. I was determined to start the year well. I, was, I said, God, you know, so much happened in 2021. 
God, 2022 is going to be a good year. Father God, Lord Jesus, I'm going to have a breakthrough. And then 2021, January 1st hit. It started off well, of course. You know, consecration. We're going to conquer uh, Jericho. We're going to conquer I. We're going to do it. We're going to do it well. And then the second day and the third day. And then, I tell you what, in honesty, I started getting caught up with a lot of problems in life, right? Whatever the problems is, it really doesn't matter. But I started to see all the problems and all the cracks and all the, all the issues and all the, oh, all the things that start to come up. And I, 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 I started to, honestly speaking, started going, oh, you know what? Okay, my fast doesn't have to be that strong. My prayer life can drop a little bit. It's okay. I can come to church on Sunday. I can do the worship encounter weekend. It's going to be great. God, you're going to pull me through. It's going to be okay. But on the 21st day, on the last day of fast and pray, I remember saying, okay, God, I did it. Hallelujah. I'm here. And then God said one thing to me. You did not fast and pray at all. I said, I did. I did. I did. I, I did. I only ate one meal. All right. I prayed. I did. I did. All right. I did pray five to ten minutes a day. I did. I connected with you. God says, no. No, 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 no. You wanted to connect with me even more. You wanted to go deeper. You had like a to-do list of how deep you want to go. You wanted to study this and this and that, and you wanted to pray X amount of times. What happened, my friend? What happened? And I go, I don't know. I begin to see the chariots. I begin to see the horses. I begin to see the tide of the Jordan coming up against me. I begin to list down the problems, and I begin to see all these things, and I begin to get confused, and I begin to get a little agitated and frustrated, and God says, well, I, I guess you have to start another 21 days, right? And I says, I'm not too sure about that. Well, <laughs> Chinese New Year's coming up. I do, I do kind of want to eat a little bit. And God says, no, you got to do it. So I, I put God on hold. I says, God, no, I, 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 think, I think I did well. I pat myself on the back. I think I did well, you know? And then Chinese New Year, first day, second day, third day, fourth day. And then God says, read your Bible again. And I landed on this verse. The Canaanites were determined to live in that region. And God says, you have let your problems determine your spirituality. Fast and pray. I'm still in the middle of it, so there's no ending to this story. It's not glorious, neither is it bad. This is, this is the end. I'm still in the middle of it. I says, God, okay, fine. I will resume my 21 days, and I'll do it again. All right? I was supposed to end tomorrow, but I said, okay, fine. I'll continue for 21 days. And then God says, in order to win the battle, you need to be more determined than your enemy to win the battle. Your enemy is like a, like a lion out to eat you, to devour you, to kill you. Not if he can't get you, it will get your wife. If he can't get your wife, it will get your children. If he can't get your children, it gets your loved one. And you are the head of the household. You are to stand up like Joshua, and tomorrow I'm preaching Caleb. you got to have a different spirit. You need to carry a different spirit. And what is that different spirit? It's your determination to connect with me so that you can see what I want you to see. If you are not determined and if you take your faith lackadaisically, if that is even a word, if you take your faith lightly, if you take your faith as if like, you know, okay, fast one day, pray one day, you know, I don't know what's going on in my faith. God says, you will not have that vision that I gave Joshua, that I gave Caleb. You need to have that determination to have that vision. And I says, God, I want that determination. You know, you know me, right? I'm fiery. I want that determination. And I tell you what, I'm not too sure if I, I, I half regret praying that prayer because every night now, I kind of wake up at five, at four, and then God wakes me 
up and then and the first thing that comes to my mind is, again, all these problems hitting me and all the issues that I need to solve and all the things that I need to plan. And it hits me at four in the morning. I says, God, I need my sleep. All right, why don't you tell me this at 6.30? And I will still hear you. He says, no, now that the house is quiet, you, you pray, right? And I says, okay, God, I need to pray. And he says, God, you need to be determined. Your level of spirituality would determine the level of vision that I give you, would determine the level of connection with me that I give you. Amen, church? And I just want to encourage you today. If you are struggling and battling with whatever you're battling, just like me, you may be struggling. You know, I'm a pastor by title. I'm a human by birth, okay? Right? I'm still a human being just like every single one of you. And I also struggle. And if you're struggling like me, can I just encourage you to be determined to take your faith one step stronger? Because when you pray that your son is healed, you need to sustain that healing. When you pray for a job, you need to sustain that job. When you pray for a deeper level of spirituality, you need to sustain that spirituality. And that is what God wants for you to be determined. Okay, I got to really move on here, right? Verse 16, the people of Joseph replied, the hill country is not enough for us. So here the Israelites were still complaining, the mountains are not enough, the Canaanites who live in the plain, they have iron uh, chariots, you know, both in Bethshan and its settlements and, and, and those in the valley of Jezreel, uh, they still have iron uh, uh, chariots. And the uh, next, uh, verse 17, but Joshua said to the house of Joseph, to Ephraim and Manasseh, you are numerous and powerful. You have not only one allotment, but the forested hill country as well. Clear it and its farthest limits will be yours, though the Canaanites have iron chariots and though they are strong. You can drive them out. My second point, repeat after me. You can drive them out. You can drive them out. Say it with me. You can drive them out. Amen. And this is the portion where God says, if you are determined, determined to connect with me, determined to go in your faith, no matter how strong the enemy appears before you, no matter how high the COVID cases will, will come up against you, no matter how distraughted you are in your financial situation, no matter how worried you are about your family's health, the enemy is strong, but you can drive them out but you can drive them out. Why? Because God has already given you a promise in Exodus to saying that I will drive them out before you and I will do it little by little so that every time I drive one king out, you will grow in your faith. I drive another king out, you will grow in your faith. And every year you grow in your faith. You will grow in your faith and you will grow in your faith and God says you can drive them out. I want to speak into the spirits of some of you today. If you are really praying for an addiction that you have cultivated over the, the whole two years in lockdown, there's a lot of people I know uh, uh, in the whole lockdown, you have cultivated certain amount of addictions. I want to speak to you. You can drive them out. Little by little, you can drive them out. I want to speak to another group of people. If in the last two years, you feel that your faith has gone from a 100 to 70 to 50 to 30, and you feel like you're taking more and more of a back seat in your faith, you feel like you're no longer excited for the Word of God, you feel like you're no longer excited about the things of God, I want to encourage you today. You can drive them out. You can rise up 
in your faith once again and says, God, I am here. I will stand in front of the Jordan River and I will be the first priest that will step his foot in the river and the river will stop flowing. You know, that's what, sorry, that's my prayer. God, I've, I've always wanted to be that priest, the first priest that step in the river. You know, the amount of faith that first priest have to have, you're seeing a rushing river and you step your first step in that Jordan and it stops. I says, God, I want to be that man. I want to be that person. And God says, you have to be determined in your faith. You have to be determined in your spirituality. Then you ask me, but I have no strength. But then you ask me, but I have no tenacity. But you ask me, Pastor Isaac, I'm not as, 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 as aggressive and dominant as you. You know, you're so fiery. I'm a little bit not like you. What can I do? I tell you what. The next verse will encourage you. Joshua chapter 11, verse 8. It says, And the Lord gave them into the hands of Israel. Who gave them the victory? The Lord. Joshua 11 to chapter 19. Here's, I'm going to give a broad sweep of the whole 10 chapters. Every time you finish a chapter, you will always see this verse. Joshua took the entire land. God gave the land as an inheritance, just as He has promised. Joshua took the entire land. You can conquer all your addictions. You can pray for your whole family. You can pray that you will be financially stable. You can pray that your faith will go to the next level. Joshua took the entire land because God gave the land as an inheritance to you just as He has promised. Joshua 13 verse 6 says, I myself will drive them out before the Israelites. It is not your strength that will conquer your addictions. It is not my strength that I will press in in prayer. It is not our strength that we will win a battle. It is always on God's strength. If only we connect with Him, the source of strength, the source of victory, the source of the head of the armies of the Lord that will win the battle for us. You know, in a conclusion of this whole 10 chapters, God promised the Israelites the land of, of, of Israel as an inheritance. Can you imagine? I just want you to imagine. Imagine your father left you, you know, 400 Bitcoin current, cryptocurrency in the year 2022. How much is that worth? You do the math, right? It's 37,000 US dollars per Bitcoin. You've got 400 of them. Can you imagine how much would that be? How happy you would be? Can you imagine if your father gave you prime land in the heart of KL, you know, that, that the pavilion sits on it, KLCC sits on it, and, and, and your father says, actually, I own the land. I'm the landowner for this. All right, so now I'm giving the title deed to you, and you can start collecting rent every month. Who know how happy would you be, right? How rich would you be? How happy would you be? You know, and can you imagine if God says to you, Isaac, you're a Sarawakian, I'm going to give you 10,000 hectares of timber and palm oil land in Sarawak. You know how happy I would be, all right? I'd be retired for the rest of my life, right? Imagine the God of heaven who owns the earth says, I'm giving this land to you as an inheritance. Now you ask yourself, is God giving you land as your inheritance? 
What land is God giving you as your inheritance? Now here I'm going to sum up very quickly in the 10 chapters. In the 10 chapters, there is one tribe that God says, you have no land, but the Lord your God is your inheritance. The tribe of Levite that serves in the temple of God and says, God says, you have no land, you have no inheritance, but I will be your inheritance. The Lord your God will be your inheritance. Fast forward 2,000 years. When Jesus died on the cross for you, He gave you an inheritance that no man can ever take from you. Because now, in the book of Zechariah, we are now the priest the royal priesthood of the church, the royal priesthood of His temple. And what is our inheritance? It's much better than prime land in the heart of KL. It's much better than 10,000 hectares of timber and palm oil land in Sarawak. It's much better than 400 bitcoins or 4,000 bitcoins that, uh, that anybody can give you. It is the Lord Jesus Christ as our inheritance. Can I get the worship team up? And I want to read this last Last verse to you, and I want to encourage you this. In Ephesians, in Ephesians chapter 1, it says, let me pull it up there. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know Him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which He has called you, the riches of His glorious inheritance in the saints and His incomparably great power for us who believe that power that is it's like the working of His mighty strength which He exerted in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at the right hand in the heavenly realms. God is your inheritance. I'm telling you this. If you are struggling today and you want to go deeper in Christ, God is saying to you little by little, you can do it little by little. You can drive them out little by little. You know, if your journey has been long, very long, you are struggling with something for a very long time, God is encouraging you today. And God is saying, little by little. If your journey is very tough, if you feel like there are five giants that is coming up against you, God is saying, you can drive them out. But I want to assure every single one of you that your journey that is long and that your journey that is tough is a journey that is sure because God will drive them out. When you accept Jesus Christ into your life, He says that I will be your inheritance. I will fight your battles for you. I will drive out your addictions. I will drive out your fear. I will drive out your depression. I will drive out your faithlessness. I will drive out your hopelessness. If only, if only you will be strong, you will be courageous, and you will follow the book of the law and not turn to the left and not turn to the right, and you will follow me wholeheartedly, and I will give you your inheritance that is in Christ Jesus. In the book of Ephesians, it says, I will give you what? Wisdom. Who doesn't want that? I will give you what? Revelation. Vision. I want that. I want revelations. I want vision. What he says, I will give you hope for your future. If you are with children here and you're thinking Malaysia, this, the state we're in, we are in a state of hopelessness. God says, no, I will give you hope. You don't see your hopelessness. You see the promise that God has given you and God has promised you, I have given you hope. And this is your inheritance that God who used the power of the universe to raise Jesus Christ up from the dead, now that power lives in you and you can drive them out. Amen, church. Amen. You know, if any one of you, 
if you are struggling with something for a very long time, whatever that may be, or if you are struggling something that is very, very tough, whatever that may be, can I just invite you to stand and together as the body of Christ, we're going to pray for you. Together as the body of Christ, we're going to believe that the God of your fathers, the God of salvation, the God, Jesus Christ, will be with you to drive them out. So can you, in the count of three, rise to your feet and we together as a body of Christ, we will pray for you. And you, I believe, will leave this hall today. For those watching online, you will step up with a new refound strength and faith to survive and to win your battles one step at a time. So one, two, three. Would you just stand in this place? I'm going to do something very different. Can I just invite all the pastors, and I know you're sitting in front, to just stand and turn to the congregation and just raise your hands towards them. And we will pray together as a church. The pastors, the elders, and the councils will pray for you. The leadership will pray for you. And we're going to believe that your long battles and your tough battles that you will see victory after victory after victory but more important than that you will be able to sustain your victory because you are going deeper in your faith again and again and again let me pray for you before we sing the last song in the name of Jesus Jesus you are our glorious inheritance Father Lord Jesus Christ you have won that battle on that cross for us Lord Jesus and by your stripes we know we are healed by your blood shed for us Father God we know Father God we've got protection we've got forgiveness Father Lord Jesus and by that resurrection of Jesus Christ we've got the power the power to fight our battles, the power to have hope again in our spirits, the power to drive out fear, the power to drive out hopelessness, the power to drive out depression, the power to drive out addictions. In the name of Jesus, grant us victory. In the name of Jesus, help us grow deeper in our faith, O oh Lord Jesus Christ. Can I get everybody to stand on our feet? And in one, two, three, we're going to raise our hands, we're going to shout, and then we're going to sing the first song. In one, two, three, shout the name of Jesus. Say, Jesus! 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 Jesus. Just like the battle of Jericho when they circled seven times, they say, Jesus! Jesus! You speak to your spirit and says, Jesus! Jesus, help me, Jesus. I want to go deeper, Jesus. I want to pray, Jesus. I want to read my word, Jesus. I'm not going to give up because you are fighting for me. Who can be against me? I just feel that there's somebody here or online where you're going to watch this in the future that you, over Chinese New Year period, you're struggling with your family because you're struggling with forgiveness. You have been struggling for a very long time. And there's friction and there's awkwardness because something happened and you just can't let go and you can't forgive. Today, I want you to let it go. Today, you're going to take the first step. But why me, Jesus? They wronged me. They did this to me. No, 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 no. You take the first step because you are the son of God. You are a daughter of God. And God says, because I've forgiven you, you will forgive much you will forgive much. So I want you to let it go. And I want you to release forgiveness in your life. 
today I just want you to release that forgiveness in your life. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. We release that forgiveness, Father God. We release that forgiveness, Father God. We forgive, Father God. We forgive, Father God. And we're going to be the light in our family, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. So Lord God, today, Father God, I pray. Lord Jesus, that today onwards, no matter what the giants come our way, no matter what the cases come our way, no matter how long the journey is, no matter how tough the journey is, Father God, we're always going to press in faith with You. We're always going to step forward little by little, step by step. We're always going to fly very high and we're going to last very long. Lord Jesus Christ, You have said it to us today that we can drive them out only because God, You have driven them out already before us. You have promised us that You have already won our battles for us. And Father God, we will step into that victory, that inheritance that You have promised us. So we thank You, Father God. Now separate us, Lord, with Your love, with Your grace, with Your wisdom, Father God. May You watch our going in and our going out. We thank You, God. We love You, Lord. We honour You, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.